This is the Do It Scared podcast with Ruth Sukup, episode number 41. In today's episode, we're talking about how to find the support to go after your dreams, even when it feels like no one believes in you. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and each week on the show, we will talk about how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and create a life you love. Today's episode is brought to you by Elite Blog Academy 4.0. EBA is the comprehensive online course designed to help you create a successful, profitable, and most importantly, sustainable online business. Since 2014, we have helped nearly 10,000 students create some pretty incredible results. And if this is the year that you're finally ready to start an online business of your own, then we would love to have you join us. Doors only open to the public once a year, but you can get more info and join our waiting list at EliteBlogAcademy.com. Hey there, and welcome back to the Do It Scared podcast. As always, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Living Well Spending Less and the Living Well Planner, as well as the founder of Elite Blog Academy and the New York Times bestselling author of six books. And whether you are new and just finding me through this podcast for the very first time, or whether you've known me for a while from either Living Well, Spending Less, or Elite Blog Academy, welcome. My hope is that this is a place where you will find new inspiration and motivation to move past the things that are holding you back so that you can create a life you love. In today's episode, we're chatting about about a topic that I literally get asked about all the time. In fact, I'd say that it is probably one of the most common questions or problems that I hear about from the women in our community. And that is, how do you find the courage to really go after your dreams when it feels like the people around you, either your spouse or your parents or your friends or whoever, don't really support you? They either think that your dream is stupid or a waste of time or unrealistic, or maybe they just don't get it. So what do you do? How do you deal with that? And how do you find the support for your dreams elsewhere? I think that this is such an important topic because daring to go after a big goal or a big dream, it's hard. It takes so much courage even when you do have support. And it can sometimes feel completely impossible if you don't have a good support structure in place. But as we are going to talk about today, that is not a reason to give up on your dream. Remember, even a good excuse is still an excuse. And if you don't currently have a good support system in place to push you and encourage you and hold you accountable, then it is your job to find that support system and to find that encouragement and to take the right action steps that will set you up for success. Because ultimately, that's exactly what this podcast is all about. It's about having the courage to set big goals and then to create a plan for going after them in order to create a life we love. Because guys, courage doesn't mean that we're never afraid. Instead, courage is being scared, but taking action anyway, despite our fear. It's putting one foot in front of the other, even when we're not quite sure where the path is going to lead. All right, so one more quick thing before we dive into 
all the practical application of today's episode. As always, I have an amazing little download that you can grab that will outline all of the practical strategies we'll be sharing today. You can get it along with our show notes by visiting doitscared.com slash episode 41. Once again, to get the show notes and the corresponding download for this episode, simply visit doitscared.com slash episode 41. And then while I'm handing out instructions, the other thing I want to make sure that I do is invite you to follow me on Instagram. It is the place where I share my own thoughts and inspiration and the one social media account in my company that I personally manage, which means that it is also the best place to message me directly with your feedback, comments, and questions. You can find me there at Ruth Sukup. That's at Ruth Sukup, R-U-T-H-S-O-U-K-U-P. Okay, guys, and with that out of the way, let's dive into today's episode. So in 2010, I started writing my blog, Living While Spending Less. And at the time, I was literally just looking for something to do that wasn't going to target. But then as I started diving into this whole new world of blogs and blogging and bloggers, I realized that there was this whole other world out there, an online world full of possibilities that I had never even known existed until that point. And what's more, I discovered that there were people out there who were making money through their blogs and online businesses. And I became totally convinced that if other people could do it, I could do it too. And so I made this huge decision that I was going to figure out how to make money from my blog. And not only that, I went to my husband and I said, honey, I am going to make enough money blogging that you can quit your job. And my husband proceeded to tell me that that was the stupidest thing that I have ever said. Honey, he said, you can't make money on a blog. Now, this is a story that I have told lots of times, so many times. In fact, if you've been listening to this podcast or you've been following me online for any amount of time, you've probably heard it before because it's kind of a great story, right? Mostly because we all know the ending. As it turns out, you can make money from a blog. And not only that, I did make enough money from my blog that my husband was able to quit his job. And then not only that, I grew my company from a little blog about using coupons and living well and spending less to a full-blown seven-figure media company. I got to prove my husband wrong, and his eternal penance in life is that he has to hear me tell that story over and over and over again. My goodness, poor guy. It is such a good thing that he is such a good sport about it. But the part of the story that I want to highlight today is the part that actually usually gets glossed over. Those two and a half years between me setting that goal of making enough money for my blog that my husband could quit his job and then actually achieving that goal. Now, That's the part that doesn't really get told because that's not the part of the story that anybody really wants to hear. It's not glamorous and it's not funny and it's not exciting and it's not really all that compelling. It's not great to hear how I've made so many mistakes along the way. It's not fun to hear about all the false starts and all the wrong turns that I made and how frustrated I felt all the time or how much I wished there was somebody to just show me the way. 
It's not fun to hear about how I just worked my butt off day in and day out, getting up at 3 a.m. and sometimes even 2 a.m. every single morning, not actually knowing if all of that effort would actually pay off. It's not fun to hear about how hard it was and how scary it was and how disappointing it was and how many times I felt so close to just throwing in the towel. Because here's the thing, in hindsight, two and a half years doesn't sound like a long time to make a successful online business or to grow a successful online business. I can look back and say, oh man, that happened so fast. And we can look back and think that it happened fast because we know now how it ends. We know how the story ends. But when you are in the middle of it and you don't know how that story is going to end, it feels like an eternity, especially if you feel like you don't have any support. And let me just tell you, my husband thought my goal was insane. And not only that, my real life friends found the fact that I was writing about living well and spending less and writing about coupons and going to the grocery store and using coupons and making videos about it. They found that completely embarrassing. They thought it was beneath them. And I even found out at one point that I had basically become a source of entertainment for my friends. They would make fun of me behind my back all the time. And it wasn't just that. My family had no idea what I was doing. At one point, I remember I asked my sister if she was reading my blog because I was really excited about it and I was really proud of it. And she was like, "Mm, no, I'm not really into that sort of thing. I think it's kind of stupid. And I was so hurt. I can't even tell you. I was so hurt that she wouldn't at least try to support me. It felt like I was all alone. Even the teller at the bank would mock me every single time I went in to make a deposit. She'd say in this super snide and condescending voice, how's the coupon business? Oh my goodness. I cannot even tell you. It used to drive me crazy. There were so many times, especially after my business started to take off a little bit and I was actually making some money, that I so wanted to say something really snarky like, you can see my deposits. The coupon business is doing pretty dang good. But I didn't. But the thing is, hindsight is twenty twenty, And how I felt right in that moment is a lot different than how I feel right now. Because now when I look back, I can see and I realize that even though I didn't always feel like it at the time, I did actually have more support than I felt like I did. Because especially with my husband, Chuck was pretty skeptical about the whole blogging thing for a very long time. But even though he was skeptical, he did try to support me in his own way. He was the one who encouraged me to incorporate my business even before I had made any money. And he went with me to the accountant to make it happen. There was one time where I really wanted to go to this blog conference. and I wasn't making any money yet. And he was working full time and we had two little kids, but he went out of his way to make it work so that I could go to this conference, even though he still thought the whole thing was pretty dumb. He would even take the kids out on weekends so that I could work on the blog, even though I know he wished that I would be doing something else. He didn't necessarily believe in my dream, but he did love me. And that meant that he supported me in the only ways that he knew how. But even though I can see that now, I can also tell you that at the time, it didn't always feel like support to me. And I so wished 
that he would be more enthusiastic. Man, I even feel that way sometimes right now. I see other bloggers and authors and influencers whose husbands have joined their business or who have built something together. And sometimes I think, man, it would be so nice to have a relationship like that. I can't even get Chuck to become a guest on this podcast. Every time I ask him, he's like, no way. But what I have come to realize and appreciate is that he does support me in his own way. Chuck is 100% a behind-the-scenes guy, someone who clears the path so that I can shine. He's kind of like my counterweight. He provides that much-needed balance in my life. And what I also realize now, looking back and having this 2020 hindsight, is that I think a big part of the reason that I felt so unsupported was simply because I was so scared. I was going after this huge goal, the biggest goal that I had ever attempted to go after in my entire life, and I really had no idea what I was doing or how I was going to get there. And what I really wanted more than anything else on earth was someone to just take my hand and show me the way and tell me that it was going to be okay. And I see now that for me, there was no one who could actually do that. I had to figure it out for myself. Chuck wouldn't have been able to do it. He didn't know anything about blogging. It was my job to figure it out. But I also had to realize that support comes in many different forms. So why am I telling you all of this? I guess because I just want to start this conversation about finding the support to go after your dreams by pointing out that support in your life for your dreams might not always look exactly the way that you think it's going to. People rarely behave exactly the way that we want them to. They don't say the right thing and they don't do exactly the right thing and they can't read our minds. And that means that the support that you might get might look very different than what you think you want. And that's okay. And so if you can start this journey from a place of grace and gratitude, you might just find that there's more support around you than you think there is. But with all that being said, I do still think that there are some very clear action steps you can take to find more support in your life for going after your big goals and dreams. And if you have been feeling unsupported or like you're alone in your journey, then these are some of the steps that I recommend you take right away. The first step is to get crystal clear on exactly what it is that you want to achieve, the goal or dream that you are aiming for. And then more importantly, get clear about why that goal matters to you. Now, this is something that I talked about a little bit a few weeks ago in episode 37 when we talked about how to make New Year's resolutions that stick. But in that episode, I explained that when you set a goal, it has to be something that you actually care about, not something that you think you are supposed to do or some expectation put on you by someone else. It has to be your goal, the thing you care about, something you really want to achieve. I think that a lot of times we pick goals that we think we should want rather than goals that we actually want. And when we do that, it is really hard to find that inner motivation to keep us going, which means that we start looking for motivation to come from outside sources. We expect other people to lift us up and keep us going and keep us strong. 
And guys, the key here is that when that happens, it means that we will be much more likely to feel like we're not getting enough support because we don't have enough inner drive holding us up and sustaining us. So basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the main support and drive for our dreams has to first come from within. And that comes when we are not only clear about what we want to achieve, but clear about why that goal matters so much to us. We have to feel it in our core. And not just that, but getting clear about what we want makes it easier to explain to other people what we are trying to accomplish. And that will in turn make it easier for them to get on board or at least just understand what we're going for. Think about it. If our goal is kind of nebulous or unclear, or if we have a hard time explaining exactly what it is that we want, then it's going to be far more likely that other people either won't really get it or will be completely skeptical. So get clear about what you want and why that goal matters to you. That is the first action step you'll need to take when it comes to finding more support for your big goals and dreams. The second step you'll need to take then is to figure out what kind of support you actually need and then, and this is the difficult thing, to actually ask for it. And this can be really hard sometimes because truthfully, it is easier to just get frustrated at the lack of support or to be hurt and angry because the people in our lives aren't stepping up and giving us the support or the encouragement or the help that we need. A lot of times, especially with our spouses, we want them to be able to read our minds and to know just what we need. But oftentimes, even though we don't always want to admit it, at least some of the fault, maybe even most of the fault, rests in the fact that we haven't been clear about the kind of support or encouragement or help that we actually need. Of course, in order to get clear with other people about the kind of support that we need, we have to first get clear with ourselves. I think sometimes, if I'm to guess, I think sometimes we don't make the ask because we don't really know what we need or what we want. We just want something that we don't feel like we're getting. We're frustrated because we're not getting it, but we don't know what we want and we don't know how to verbalize it. Or maybe that's just me. But I really do think that sometimes it is a matter of getting really specific about the kind of support and the kind of help you need and the support that is going to be meaningful to you. Maybe it is a matter of sitting down with your spouse or your partner or your siblings or your parents or whoever you are hoping to get more support from at a time where you're not angry and you're not upset and you're not in the middle of some big fight. And then just saying something like, Hey guys, this is the goal that I'm trying to accomplish and it is really important to me. It matters to me. And then maybe take some time to explain your why and explain why this goal matters to you. But once you've done that, then say something to the extent of, you know, I know you might not totally understand why I want to do this, but I need you to know that your support means a lot to me. It's really important to me. And here are some specific things that you could do that would really help and encourage me. And then here's here's the really important part. Then you tell them the specific things that they can do. Maybe you tell them that you need them to just ask how things are going every once in a while. That's something that I had to tell my husband. 
Or maybe it's having your spouse take the kids out of the house every Saturday so you can work on your goal. Maybe it's just saying some prayers or words of encouragement every once in a while. Maybe it's making some connections or introductions on your behalf. With my own husband, I had to realize that he was probably never going to get the blogging thing and also that he was probably never going to be super enthusiastic about it. He was never going to be one of those husbands that wanted to go into business with me. And I can tell you, even now, there is nothing that drives him crazy more than hearing me talk endlessly about business or blogging or marketing, which for the record, I could probably talk about all the time. But you know what? I've also realized what a blessing that is to me. It forces me to have some balance and to have a life completely outside of and unrelated to work. And and there have been so many ways that my husband has supported my dream along the way. But sometimes I had to know, let him know what I needed. Like for instance, letting him know it means a lot. I know you don't want to hear me talk about the business or blogging, but it does mean a lot to me when you just ask me how my day was, even if you're not that interested. And so that's what he does. So that's my advice. Know what kind of support you need and then make the ask. That's step number two. The third step you'll want to take is to expand your circle. Because it's never a good feeling to feel like you are all alone, especially when you are working towards a big goal or dream. And while your spouse or your family or your circle of close friends might do their best to be supportive, chances are that if they're not in that world that you are in or if they're not going towards a similar goal, there are going to be some aspects of your experience that they just can't relate to. And that doesn't necessarily make them bad people or even unsupportive, although sometimes people are just plain unsupportive. But most of the time, that just makes them human. Think about it. For the most part, we all see life through the lens of our own experience, our own feelings, our own interactions, our own desires and dreams. What you want or what you're dreaming about might be so far outside of what the people around you are thinking or dreaming about that they just can't relate very well. And that is why it is so important to expand your circle to include friends who are existing in the same space or who might be going towards similar goals. So if you're starting a business, maybe that means finding a circle of other business owners. It could be joining the Chamber of Commerce if you're starting a brick and mortar business, or maybe connecting with a small business owners group online. If you're going back to school, maybe it'll be finding a study group to connect with or getting involved with the student body somehow so you have other students to connect with. If you're working to pay off debt, it might be taking a financial peace class or connecting with some sort of debt-free group. Whatever you are trying to accomplish, chances are there are other people out there in the world who are doing something similar and probably wanting just as badly to connect with you as well. In fact, I have found that this has been one of the most frequent requests in our communities with our customers and our readers and our podcast listeners. So many people wanting and asking how they can get connected with other growth-minded people, wanting some sort of place where they can get support and encouragement and accountability. In fact, it's something that we get asked about so much that we recently created an online community to do just that. 
It's called Doing It Scared, and it's brand new, and it is a pretty incredible group of people dedicated to supporting each other as they go after their goals and dreams. So if you want more information about how you can get connected in this community, just check out our website at doitscared.com. But regardless of where you find that additional support, whether it is in the connections that you make in real life or online, you'll need to expand your circle. And that's step three. Your fourth and final step then is to stay encouraged. And guys, let's not kid ourselves here. Doing it scared is not for the faint of heart. The process of facing our fears and going after those big goals and dreams is rarely easy. And while on one level, in theory, most of us probably understand that to be true, on a practical level, it's not always easy to remember. When things get hard or disappointments and obstacles show up, all that optimism and excitement that we felt in the beginning is soon replaced with discouragement and frustration and fear. We don't want it to be hard. We don't want it to hurt. We don't want to get our hands dirty or have to fight for what we want or to feel the pain of defeat or the humiliation of failure. We don't want to face adversity or risk being judged by others. When the going gets tough, it can be really tough to stay encouraged. But that is exactly the time when we need encouragement the most. And while you could sit around waiting and wishing and hoping for that encouragement to come from somewhere or someone else, the reality is that you might be waiting a very long time. Remember, in the end, the only thing that you can ever control is you. Not what happens to you or how other people treat you, but how you choose to respond. And that means that one of the best things that you can ever do for yourself is learn how to put safeguards in place that will help you avoid and overcome discouragement and also find more joy along the way. Have you ever noticed when you're driving on a hot sunny day that it sometimes looks like there's a shiny wet spot up in the road ahead? It's known as a highway mirage. And the most infuriating thing about this mirage is that you can never actually get to it. No matter how long or how far you drive, it is always somewhere up ahead, far off into the distance. Unfortunately, our big goals can sometimes start to feel exactly like that highway mirage, always just out of reach. Instead of motivating us, they become a source of frustration and discouragement because they seem so far away. And when that messy middle hits and things start to get hard and painful and intense, It is only natural to feel discouraged or to feel like you're never going to get there. It is so easy to fall into that space between, that place somewhere in the middle of where you are and where you want to be. It's that place where you have all these big goals and there's always more to do to get there, but you never quite make it. And the thing is, if we spend all of our time in this space between, we will never feel like we are getting anywhere or accomplishing anything even though we actually are. And that's why it is so important to take time every single day to look back instead of just looking forward, to actually celebrate your wins and celebrate your accomplishments and celebrate the things that you have already done rather than continuously focus on the things that you haven't done just yet. Having clear goals is amazing. And being a goal-oriented person can be a huge asset and a huge strength. 
but neglecting to focus on what you have already accomplished and what you are continuing to accomplish, even if you aren't there quite yet, can easily bring you down. So celebrate your wins, guys. And not only that, you need to actively work at continually filling up. Because the thing is, as humans, I'm pretty sure that we have an insatiable need for encouragement. It doesn't seem to matter how often we might hear that we are smart or capable or beautiful or courageous or any other number of positive messages. We need to hear them again and again and again. Because no sooner than we've heard something, we forget it again. Life gets hard or stressful, and then suddenly all of those good things that we heard start to fade away. And that's why it's so important to keep filling up. There's no limit to the number of motivational and self-help books you should read, or the number of times you should read your favorite Bible verses, or the number of inspirational podcasts you should be listening to. Because the energy and the excitement and the motivation and the inspiration that feels so incredible in that moment will eventually fade away. But that said, the more positive and uplifting messages you have pouring in, the more likely you'll be able to hold on to some of it. You need to keep filling up. So make it a habit to listen to podcasts or encouraging audiobooks while you're driving or working out or doing the dishes. One listener to this podcast told me that she just listens to all of the episodes over and over again on repeat so that she always has my voice encouraging her in her head. Or maybe you could make it a goal to read at least one inspiring book a month or be on the lookout for events happening in your area that will get you fired up. But actively work at staying motivated and make encouragement and inspiration a priority so that the progress that you make doesn't fade away. And that is your fourth and final step. Stay encouraged. In the end, courage is a daily decision, one that requires the willingness to act, even in the face of fear, and to keep taking steps towards your goals, even when you're not always sure where the path is going to lead. But even as you do this, it can be frustrating and disheartening to feel like you don't have enough support or maybe even any support along the way. But before you start feeling sorry for yourself, make sure that you have taken the steps that we've talked about today. First, get clear about what you want and why you want it so that others have a better chance of understanding it too. Second, Identify what kind of support you really need and then be willing to ask for it rather than expecting other people to read your mind. Third, make an effort to expand your circle and find other like-minded individuals who are going towards similar goals that you can relate to better. And finally, work to stay encouraged. It is your job to make sure that you are putting safeguards in place that will help you keep filling up. Okay, guys, so don't forget that if you would like the worksheet that goes along with this podcast that will walk you through the four steps I just shared and also include links to any resources that I talked about, you can get it along with our show notes at doitscared.com slash episode 41. Once again, that's doitscared.com slash episode 41. Also, if you want more information about how to join the Doing It Scared community that I mentioned in this episode, you can find everything you need to know at doitscared.com as well. 
And then before we go, I just want to say, as always, that I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the Do It Scared podcast, please feel free to reach out either via email or just by messaging me on Instagram. And that about does it for this episode of the Do It Scared with Ruth Suka podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, you can leave a review on iTunes or better yet, share this episode on your Insta story and tag me to let me know. If I repost your story, we will send you a Do It Scared t-shirt just for fun. Also, be sure to subscribe either on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever else you like to listen to be notified of new episodes. And speaking of upcoming episodes, be sure to join me next week as we chat with my dear friend, Kate All, about business and life and about finding the courage to push through the hardest moments of our life. Kate has such a great story to share, and there are so many good nuggets of truth in this interview that you have got to hear. Also, you may remember that Kate interviewed me on her Simple Pin podcast, a couple months back. So if you listen to that episode, you will definitely love hearing the other half of our conversation here. And I will catch you then.